0: Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. And today I'm talking measles. So it is the 15th of May. There are now 839 cases of measles just this year, which means we're only five and a half months deep into 2019, and we have a huge amount of cases, and we're certainly on track to outpace the most cases in the last, like, two or three decades. Children under the age of five years of age account for half of the cases, which means if you're a parent to a young child... Your child is the kind of person who would be at greater risk for getting measles. Now, I'll explain why that is. The vast majority of these cases are in people who are unvaccinated, meaning this is not a problem of vaccine failure. This is a problem of under-vaccination, and that distinction is really important because we live in a time... With this uniquely infectious virus, measles, one of the most infectious viruses out there, right? You've probably heard this, but you can go into a room after someone who has had measles in that room, and two hours later even, you'll still get measles. If you're unvaccinated, nine out of ten people who walk into a room where there's measles droplets in the air will get it. So it's really, really, really infectious. It means like one tiny little droplet. Gets into your nose, gets into your respiratory tract, and you get it. So the other amazing thing is that the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, that MMR shot, is so effective. Not all vaccines are perfectly effective, meaning that they do a good job provoking the immune system and creating antibodies and letting a body you know know how to fight off an infection. But measles, the measles component, that one of the M's in that MMR, which is measles, mumps, rubella, is so effective that you get one dose 95% of the people who get that first dose are protected against measles for a lifetime they can right now go anywhere all over and they will be immune after the second dose 98% of people on average who get that second dose then are protected for a lifetime so We have new cases here in Seattle that have had exposures at the SeaTac Airport. That's our main airport here in Seattle. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I'm not concerned about going to the airport tomorrow. I know that I'm immune. I've had my titers drawn when I've been in medical training and school and in employment situations because I'm a hospital worker. But in addition, because I got vaccinated, and that's when I was a child. So, you know, we have this great sense of protection in those who are immunized, and that's the big opportunity. The high number of cases, you know, of course, is primarily— Primarily, The results of these large outbreaks, one here in Washington state in the southern part of our state right near the border of Portland, um, Oregon, I mean, <laughs> and then two large outbreaks in New York City that started kind of late in 2018 and have really kind of continued and progressed throughout. Now, um, as these outbreaks continue, the greater the chance of measles will get kind of, a, again, sustained foothold here, meaning that, you know, outbreaks are are better in some ways than wide distribution because you can work to really control them. And for example, in the New York City area, there's a certain zip code and a certain um, group and religious affiliation that was un- that was majorly, you know, unvaccinated, and that's why that outbreak occurred there. But the reality with measles is because it's so infectious, it's now spreading all over. You know, New York City has had the biggest outbreak, accounting for almost 700 of the cases, and that's 80 percent of these cases. But Uh, We know measles has, of course, been all across the United States in, I think, greater than 20-some states. So it is certainly also very widespread. The big thing is, is like, well, is it getting better? Well, no. Unfortunately, it's not. In fact, this week, remember, it's May 15th, week of May 15th, 75 new cases this past week. Um, And it's a much higher bump than the previous two weeks when there was about 60 additional cases each week. Um, You know, and I think what we're learning is really that... um, the, the downward trend is not here yet, that we're still seeing these infectious cases. In fact, because of this exposure at the airport here in Seattle, just today, um, there are four new cases that are tracked back to that single exposure. That single individual has now caused, we at least know as of today, four new cases that have been reported. So, you know, unfortunately, this happens really, really quickly. Now, Good things are happening. Okay. Parents are really aware. You know, I you know, I have a, a friend and colleague who went to the doctor and just got an extra MMR shot because she was unsure about her vaccine status. She took a You know, MMR shot, selfie. She put it up on her social channels. I mean, you can do that too. If there's any ambiguity, if you or your child is vaccinated, just go get the vaccine. The vaccine is extremely safe and it is wildly effective. So, getting up to date right now. And if there's any confusion, don't leave it to chance because any of us could be walking around a community in the United States and I think, you know, be exposed. The other good thing that's happening is that, for example, last Friday in Washington state, our governor signed a law that allows parents and children who are heading to daycare, so those young kids, remember, half the cases of measles are in kids under the age of five, and then also kids who are attending school. They can no longer claim a personal or philosophic exemption against the MMR shot. And and the reason that they're doing that is, is not, I don't think, to be paternalistic or to force it, to just say we have to create a healthy community to avoid these kinds of outbreaks. And you can't kind of claim that there's a philosophic reason against it. You can choose not to go to school. That's the choice that you make if you decide not to protect your child because – That child not being protected, of course, puts so many others at risk. And remember, that one individual who was at the airport this week, we already know four people that that person has infected. So what are you going to do? Well, number one, of course, checking on the immunization status of yourself. Um, And a lot of people are like, I'm calling my mom. (laughs) Well, call your mom, but your mom may not know. So if there's any confusion, you don't have any record of an MMR shot, you can certainly ask your provider to get one. There is not a problem with vaccine supply. So I read a couple of articles about that in the last week. No problem. You'll be able to get that. Um, And then kind of who gets the vaccine. So, again, we standardly immunize kids at the age of one. And then you can do a second dose going from 95% protection to 98% protection, not a true booster, actually just catching up people who didn't respond the first time. Because if you respond after the first dose, you're going to likely be protected for your lifetime. Um, but if there's any question, you can always accelerate that. So standardly, we give it usually at one year of age, and then we do the second dose at four years of age before you go to kindergarten. If you're in to see the pediatrician and you've got a two-year-old, you got a three-year-old or a three-and-a-half-year-old, absolutely okay for you to ask your pediatrician to just do the second dose now. There's really no reason to wait. And when we're having these increasing rises of measles rates, I think probably over time, even recommendations will change. So up to you and your pediatrician to discuss, but certainly appropriate for you to ask that. In addition, if you are traveling internationally, because although we've got 700 or so cases now, 800, sorry, in 39 cases, you know other countries across Europe, for example, and other parts of the world have dense measles outbreaks and populations problems. So a lot of our cases historically have come from foreign travel, and then people coming back to the U.S., So if you're going to travel internationally and you've got a young baby, we immunize your baby between the age of 6 and 12 months. The reason we do that is that as a baby is born, if mom got the shot you know, when she was a child or when she was an adult, and or if mom was on the older side, we we started immunizing in 1963, um, or got measles infection, that baby, when they're born, gets antibodies that came through mom's blood into that baby. So your one-month-old baby, your two-month-old baby still likely has mom's antibodies that protect against ever getting a measles infection in their blood. But somewhere between birth and six months of age, those gradually fade and kind of die off. And so the reason we can't immunize a one-month-old baby is that if you immunize that baby and you put the shot in that baby's leg, mom's antibodies that are living in the baby's blood will just soup it up and, like, work, basically protect against it because it's a live virus vaccine. So the baby would never mount their own response because those maternal antibodies would basically take care of it. Now. After six months of age, we start to really see very little um, maternal protection in baby's blood. And that's when we can immunize an infant and say, okay, if you're going to travel to Europe or you're going to travel outside of the United States with your seven-month-old, we do want you immunized against measles right now. Now, we will also repeat the standard dose at age one and age four for that baby. But a lot of parents have also talked about the immune protection that exists in breast milk and why, if mom's breastfeeding, do they really need to do that? We know that there's some immune protection in breast milk, meaning that if you do a breast milk sample and you look for the specific antibodies in the breast milk itself, you will find some protection against all sorts of things, influenza, fungus, parasites, all sorts of things, including measles. But we know that because measles is so infectious and the amount of antibodies and immune protection in the breast milk is so small, it's not considered protective. So we're all for breastfeeding. Go out and do it. But know that it's not really a strong enough shield for your baby to afford them protection. And as you know, lots of babies account for the cases of measles that are very heartbreaking because they're underprotected or their maternal antibodies, of course, have just kind of worn off at that time. So Why does this matter so much? Is it just a common thing? It's not. Measles can be lethal. One in a thousand people who gets measles dies from it. More often than not, people are hospitalized with it, and it's a miserable infection to have. You can also have swelling and infection around the brain that happens right away. But it can also be what's called indolent and, and come up later in life, meaning that you can have a measles infection now, and then 10 or 20 or so more years later, you can come down with a very life threatening condition of brain swelling that is caused by reactivation of that measles in, in and of itself. So, long standing and acute short term, there's just no question you don't want measles. So, so, what do you do? So, if you are unimmunized, you get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, I'm telling you that you are at this point taking a risk when you've got outbreaks across the country. But that being said, like, how do you make these choices? You know, if you've got a four month old baby, should you go to the airport? Should you go travel? Should you go around to the grocery store? Well, yeah, because generally, if you're not in an area of a dense outbreak, the risk is still pretty low. And your baby likely has a lot of protection. If you live in an area that has been close to or is having reported cases and you have an infant between six and 12 months, or you have a child with only one dose of the vaccine, you can go to your pediatrician and have a conversation. Does it make sense to have another vaccine or to have an infant get a vaccine if they're between that six to 12 month time? You know, measles is just so wildly infectious, and that's what makes this so scary and why it makes it so important that all of you out there that are vaccinated, that you tell people in your life that you are, that you show your support for vaccine science and safety, and that you encourage your friends and families and neighbors to get vaccinated, too. That's when this works best. Measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, the number one side effect, particularly in those babies and infants who get it for the first time, is fever. About 10% of babies who get a measles, mumps, or vaccine will get a fever, and they get a fever about 7 to 12 days after the shot. So it's a little bit different. The reason is it's a live virus shot. It goes in. It's a weakened strain of the virus. can't cause a measles infection, but it replicates weakly in the body. And as it does that, the immune system is kind of turned on to say, hey, what is that? Then the baby or the infant or the toddler makes a reaction where their immune system responds to kind of basically harness the power of their immune system and make a bunch of antibodies to learn and remember how to fight off measles when they do that it just evokes a fever response so that fever seven eight, nine or ten days after that shot which my first son had a boomer fever and a boomer lump on his arm actually from MMR actually gave me a peace of mind I was like, oh good it's working <laughs> like his body's mounting a response to that MMR shot so That's the most common side effect. There are other rare side effects, even a drop in one of your your bloodlines called your uh, platelets in about 1 in 30,000. And then the risks really go down thereafter. MMR vaccine is a very safe and very effective vaccine. And during this outbreak, if you're immunized, you should play and go to school and travel just as you otherwise would because it works so well. If you're not or you're unsure about being immunized, just check in with your healthcare team and just get the shot. Now, you can draw what's called a titer where they take a blood sample and they say, oh, are you immune or not? If you don't want to get the vaccine, you can ask your provider to do that. But most of us often just say, you know, it's cheaper and easier and likely more protective for you to just get immunized instead. For more, check out links at Seattle Mama Doc. I do have a blog recently about kind of breast milk, immunity and measles, and will likely keep my channels on Instagram and also on the blog up to date with measles information. Uh, The reality is. Especially during an outbreak, parenting is a high-stakes job, but when you're immunized, the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc on my Facebook Seattle Mama Doc or at Seattle Doc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.